0: What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration weekend interview series, and today we are talking with Dr. Rob Kelly, Ph.D. Rob Kelly started the the Rob Kelly Recovery Group in Texas. Rob has a very unique and interesting way about himself that, let's just say, he's real. Rob is one of the most real people that I have talked to, not only on the podcast, but literally in my whole life. Rob is filled with emotion and passion and there may be some times as we go through this episode today that the sound quality gets a little crazy as the voice gets a little loud and filled with with energy. Rob is a recovery expert. Rob has lived on the streets and Rob now currently has a thriving recovery group where he is helping people all over the world recover from alcoholism and from drug abuse by being straightforward and honest with people. Friends, this is an inspiring episode. Before we get to the episode though, I wanna let you know, February is just a couple of days away. I have two mastermind groups starting this February. The first one is the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind Group. We've been running this group since 2020. It is an amazing group of inspiring souls that are uplifting and supporting each other. We get together every Monday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for group coaching, group accountability, meditation, sharing, upliftment. It's beautiful. I would love for you to come join us. The link is in the show notes. Along with being part of the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group, there's also a free kundalini yoga class that will be happening i believe in february it's on a tuesday night but if you're part of the monday night group you also have access to that very special kundalini energetic class the second mastermind group that is starting in february is called being seen get out of your way get heard and grow your business this is all about allowing yourself to be seen Over four weeks, we're going to explore content, creating content, coming up with content ideas. We're gonna move into social media, creating short form videos for Reels and TikTok and YouTube. We're gonna move into podcasting and what is podcasting all about and do you actually wanna have a podcast? And then we're gonna wrap up the month with really finding the best way for you to share your light with the world. Now, if this sounds like something you want to be part of, please come join us. Come join us, connect with like-minded community to uplift and support you on your journey to being seen. Let yourself be seen. My friends, the world needs us to be seen. Rob and I talk about this in this episode. We are on this planet to be seen and to inspire and to help the world around us. So reach out, hit the link in the show notes, follow Rob on all of his socials, and now kick back. And enjoy this inspiring conversation with Dr. Rob Kelly. This is the Daily Shot of Inspiration Weekend <laughs> interview series, and we're with Dr. Rob Kelly. Rob, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank well, you.
1: Thank you, Joe, for having me. Hey, guys. My to the interesting
0: best show ever. Best, Let's go. Best show yeah. ever. So, we, I, Rob, I, we're going to jump right in and one of the things that stood out for me was your realness, right? The the what you have on your website is unconventional, unorthodox, direct, no nonsense. And I'm going to add no bullshit in there, right? Right? Right to the point. And I I absolutely love that because I think that's what we need. I'm a I'm a big believer in uh the participation trophy has destroyed humans. <laughs> And everybody getting that, like, oh, here's your trophy. You did it. Like, no, you didn't. No, you did not. Um, but I'm really curious. I would love for you to share a little bit of your <laughs> beautiful, uh, story with us. And um, one thing I would love to ask, as you before you even start the story, were you into psychology and this path of being a doctor before the the addiction hit?
1: Yes, I was, you know, I really was. And the no-nonsense stuff comes from experience. You know, I've always been the one to say stuff that other people are thinking, because it's like, you know, look at the size of me, like 260 pounds, ex-bodybuilder and fighter, what the hell are you going to do to me kind of thing. But he got stronger and stronger as I I ate. I'm 61 now. I know I only look 30. You know, it's just the way it is. I've lost 100 pounds over the last nine months. But, uh, yeah, it it, because I deal with addiction. And childhood trauma, so um, the addiction. You know, we're talking the life or death stuff here. So when people go, "Oh, you know, you you might have a problem. If you, if it's going to be okay, no, it's not going to be okay. If you suffer from addiction, if you suffer from alcoholism, or you suffer from childhood trauma that brings on depression and stuff like that, you are going to die." And people freak out, especially family. You can't tell us son that. I'd rather tell him that than you call me next week because he's dead. You know, and say why didn't you warn him? So I don't answer to anyone. The Texas, the Texas Medical Board, obviously, I like to keep them nice and nice and sweet. Now and again, but at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. My the reason my 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 percentages is so high, like ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent. The other guys are three and four percent. Is because I'm passionate. So you have to balance that line Joe. Is you know, kind of aggressive but passionate as well, because. All I want to do is help you better your life. And i would really movie the stars, footballers, you know, at every genre you can think, rap stars, all them games. We, we deal with the high profile uh, people, but, and here's my butt. And this is why I keep so real. 25% of our work has to be pro bono. So it balances out. You know, last, last year, the whole year, me and my wife gave $150,000 back of our own money back into the community, because when I was homeless, there was one guy that helped me after almost two years of struggle, and I always want to be that one guy. So in the addiction industry, but what we found, or what I've found over the years I've been doing this, which is over 30 years, almost 8,000 patients, I think, uh, is that alcohol has one percent to do with alcoholism, and the same with drugs. What we find is trauma. So. We only take on four patients at any one time because we have a team around each individual. So what we find is like we have four patients now and three of the four, no addictions at all. They just want to better their lives. It's like, listen, if not now, when? You know, if not you, who? Uh And people, what I find is people are on the edge, but all of a sudden the trauma, the fear that they've gone through from learned behavior, oh, you'll never go to school, you're too stupid, that's a waste of time. What that does is take up two or three parts of our brain, and we back off and we take the 9 to 5 sensible job. Let me tell you something: you're never going to get rich by working with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying wealth makes you happy, but again, it's that balance. Because if you look at what we teach and what we do, our philosophy combine that with because we specialize in neuroscience around the trauma and addiction, uh, tie that up with quantum physics, you'll find out. That you really can do anything you want to do, and you really can achieve anything you want to do.
0: Period. I don't know addiction. anything about addiction, right? We hear the stories that well, it's hereditary. It's then we hear the other stories that it's just you don't have control. It's going to blow your mind and other people listening, because again, then I have years of dedicating myself to
1: this alcoholism and the brain, neuroscience mm-hmm. and the drugs, and are, are normal. Everyone has an addiction, by the way. Everybody, alcoholics are born drug addicts are me, so alcoholics have a predisposition, which is kind of a self-sabotage gene that we have. Uh-huh. The first time we, it's passed down from generation to generation but it can skip one, two, or three generations. When I took that first drink at the age of nine, I knew I'd found something special. Mm-hmm. So in that case you get to a point, the hypothalamus is part of the brain that teaches us from birth that we, we need to drink water and we need to eat food to survive tied uh-huh. to the amygdala which covers our trauma completely during the certain you know teenage life going up to 23 30s and 40s the hypothalamus doesn't tell me to drink water and eat food to survive it switches because we're already born this way it switches and tells me to drink alcohol that's mm. why i didn't go days or weeks without touching food or water and that's also you know an effect that the hypothalamus and the basal ganglia, which is against us, we're all self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. That's different to drug addicts. Drug addicts and alcoholics present themselves the same, but drug addicts is different. So alcoholics are born, drug addicts are made with the afflicted personality. Take a load of drugs, get addicted to them. But let's be clear: like I said, everybody has an addiction. Mm-hmm. It's just finding out if that's a healthy one or whether it's based on uh, trauma from the past. Wow.
0: Wow. Our brain really is an amazing thing. Yeah. for yeah. good and bad. So I I heard on, on one of the podcasts that I was listening to you uh, to speak on, you were talking about blackout. Mm. And a blackout, but still functioning, being a functioning alcoholic, but kind of not even remembering the day before. So when I heard that and I thought of blackout, I thought of the typical, right? Like college kid went out, drank too much, woke up and was like, what did I do last night? But the mm-hmm. way you explained it, I would love it if you can share with our, our audience, that whole concept, because that blew my mind that Ooh. that is blackout.
1: If, well, mostly people think a blackout is unconscious. You know, I drown myself unconscious, I woke up, oh my God. No, a blackout is when the brain kind of shuts off because I'm done. Can't handle anything that's going on, but you carry on the same. You know, you work through the day. I used to drink vodka at 4 o'clock in the morning, a pint of vodka to set me off for the day. So I go through my day not remembering what I do, but, but actually performing pretty good. Uh-huh. You know, people would send me, you know, messages and, you know, uh, going, oh, you were amazing yesterday. I couldn't remember what happened because my brain shut off all the memory. It's in the subconscious brain. So I'm over here, see, feel, you know, that's everything we do from birth and stored in the subconscious brain, hidden away you, you can't record, Well, you can record it given the right treatment with a with a trauma expert like me. But it's totally so. You go around your normal stuff. You go to your friends. You go on. You drink some more. You pass out and you you come to the next day. So that's kind of what a blackout is. But the opposite person or the person in the offices or the, the whatever you work might not be able to tell that if you if you do this long enough, might not be telling you in the blackout because you're performing well. But sooner or later. The brain goes undone. Central nervous system collapses. And that's when they have to rush you into a hospital. But we're was the last to know because I'm a chronic alcoholic and I like drugs as well that were in trouble. So, and everyone go, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's so amazing. I know I like to drink, but so yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and I blacked out. I always swear when I hear people say, you know, I blacked out for like a night. In fact, all fact, I blacked out for two. I black out for three months. I wake up. In England, I recovered Mexico, Spain, Germany, not knowing how the hell I've got there. Uh-huh. How the hell they let me onto a flight being that drunk, but I did. Alcoholics are very quick with an answer to come up with any kind of threat or anything that's negative to have come up with something straight away. Apparently, I told some guy that I was George Best who's a famous footballer back in the 60s, 70s, uh, I was his brother, lost, my brother, like, and they let me unplug all sorts of crap. <laughs> and, and my idea when I woke up in a in a bedroom and I looked around and go, oh God, I pick the phone up to reception and they spend All that means, oh God, I'm in Mexico. You know, that kind of thing. He's like, oh no, we are, oh no, I'm in France.
0: It's crazy. Wow. Um, as you were were saying that, I was thinking of trauma and then what I mentioned about my grandfather. And I remember, again, stories, he'd, he'd passed, like I said, before I was born, um, but he had uh, lost his uh, his hand, arm, in a coal mining accident. And I remember the stories that the anniversary of the accident every year, he would just be gone for a month. Yeah, And that's literally what that sounds like. Just, it's the anniversary of the trauma that sent him on his, yeah, blackout Co- month, yeah.
1: See, if you make that each person on the streets, first of all, doesn't know when alcoholic is, Think it's so when you take some alcohol, it's not the truth, and they don't know what trauma is. They don't know that this over here, you know, childhood affects the way they do this today. The, the we but doesn't add up. and doesn't add up to the normal person. What's that got to do with that? But an easy one to explain about the trauma is the girls come to me and go, how come I, I keep attracting Dr. Rob?" The same type of guy who ends up drinking so much and ends up in violence. And you go, okay, well, who was your caregivers? Oh, it's the learned behavior. And a measurement passed down from generation to generation. So the energy and the learned behavior from your surroundings, like if dad used to come on from the bar every night and fight or or beat mom every night, that becomes my reality and core belief that Uh that's the way families go because I know dad loves mom and vice versa. So when I leave home, I'm looking for that relationship that's violent. I'm looking for that kind of guy, you know. And if I get into a relationship where the guy's an honest guy, hardworking guy, you're going to self-sabotage it because it doesn't feel comfortable to you. And I'm sure most women listening to that have gone through kind of that situation because when it gets a little comfortable, we'll self-sabotage it. We will self-sabotage which that means we'll build ourselves up to cause an argument, or, or say something that that's going to cause chaos in the house, and the guy goes, "I can't do this anymore. You're crazy." She's not crazy. It's learned behavior. So when we talked about learned behavior as a whole, you have to. We did this once. We got a thousand fleas. And we stuck them in a huge mason jar, and we screwed the lid on them. We punched the lid. My God, have you seen the biceps? We punched <laughs> the lid so we could breathe, and we left them for three days we'd heard of this experiment but we didn't believe it we after haven't. three days we took the cap off the mason jar now the fleas that could jump three or four feet in the air never jumped higher than where the cat was okay so that's interesting what was mind-blowing learned behavior is the babies they had inside that jar wouldn't jump higher than where the lid was and they'd never seen the lid So, what's passed down from generational trauma? How many times have I told you, Robert, you can't go to college like your brother? You're too stupid. Almost Mm. killed me that. But the stuff that we take in, alcoholics are more sensitive to stuff like that. So, we hear things differently will affect your adult life. So, if you're there and you keep meaning to break your own business, you keep meaning to buy that out. Let me tell you now. I went to bed last night, I was 19. I woke up this morning, I was 61. Now, think about that for a second. That's how fast life goes. Moms, if you listen to this, how long ago was you taking your, the college kid to, to nursery? Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden, the next day, oh, my God, it's gone up so quick. Where did all the years go? We don't have time. Most of the old people we interviewed, and including myself now, goes, oh, my God, I don't know where the time went to. Most people on their deathbed from friends and family that we went in the spot to said one thing. I thought I had more time. You don't have more time. Yeah. Do it now. Buy the house. Take that guy. Get that job. Start your own business now. Because yeah. you cannot fail with the right mindset. But, like you said, Joe, the brain. Oh, if you only knew. Most people operate on 25% brain capacity and central nervous system, therefore, achievements. Mm. Once we get you to that 100%, ah, See,
0: that's I'm so curious, right? Because as as I coach people, right, not in a recovery way, but just in these are the things I want to achieve in my life, right? And in figuring out where those limiting beliefs are, and in getting people to start changing those limiting beliefs, how 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 can you we start reprogramming the brain to get rid of that internal belief system from the shitty childhood, you know, or from whatever we experience. What kind
1: of train the write to do different things. Neuroplasticity is what I specialize in also, which is remoulding and redirecting neural pathways. So the ventromedial prefrontal cortex is against you because traumas happen. That belay is your goals, your strengths, but trauma will affect that and make it underactive. Same with the interior cingular cortex, same kind of thing. It's left. So what we start doing straight away is we start doing silly things like 10 I love views in the mirror every morning sounds stupid, don't get anything of it, but we're retraining the subconscious brain because deep down inside we hate ourselves. uh... That hate has to go. The other thing we do is to start that thinking differently because we have a set pattern. Everything's about patterns that we do every day. Brush your teeth with the opposite hand that you used to. Put your leg of trousers with your left instead of your right. Little go to work, a little bit different today. Compliment three people. It changes the way. And what happens is you have four chemicals in the brain that need to happen every day to make you happy. Once all four happen, it's impossible to be sad or depressed. You see, what happens across the world is if I get depressed for whatever reason, I'm going through like a low divorce, whatever it is. I go to the doctor and go, hey, Mr. Doctor, I feel depressed. He gives me an SSR, slow release serotonin. Two or three weeks later, I'm back to normal. Why isn't anybody asking the question? Why is your serotonin well in the first place? And you'll find out, because that's what I've talked about. It's like everything can be different. Whatever you do to rewire, and this is simple things where we start on the first day. You get in the morning, make coffee, don't do that. Make your toast first, then your coffee. Because once you get in that pattern of some sabotage, what happens is, is you, you continue down that road. So it's like the freeway out of your city. I want to take you down the side roads. And you go, well, no, I'm going the freeway, which is self-sabotaging. It's quicker. I know it. And we end up like this. This is the self-sabotaging neural pathways. There are billions. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, for instance, and with the root of the brain, there's 20% down here that's good, that once you achieve, but 80% that wants to kill me, basically. And over the period, you kind of do this. So your reaction is to achieve and do great things, but we have to start, slow. You've almost got to train the brain as if you'd come out of a brain accident or injury uh, to restart everything. And I, I can't stress enough, Joe, to, to the guys listening here is you really can achieve anything you want to. And people think you can't. It's like, I came from the projects. I, I, I came from a family that couldn't even afford any shoes apart from once or twice a year. Uh I to schooling in in the snow with with holes in my socks and shoes. That's why, think about this, I have seventy old pair of sneakers today. I didn't know that till my therapist pointed that out. It's like I was homeless for over a year, on the streets, not couch surfing, living on benches, under trees, begging off people on a daily basis. You 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 can get out of that if you If you think that you've sat at home listening to this and you think, well, that's just my lot, I'm a housewife, I've take care of children, and this is my life, you are wrong. And if you're sat at home going through all sorts of shit, let me tell you, this is the training. My time losing my kids, being homeless, losing my house, car, wife, job, everything else. When I look back on it now, it was like a semester at Harvard. Uh-huh. Because you need that past to move forward to help people. Because it doesn't become about me. When I was drinking and scamming people and hating people, it was all about me. It doesn't become about me. It doesn't become about you, our own guys, who are stinking of starting a business. It's about all the employees that are waiting for you to start the freaking business. So they can get out of their shitty lifestyle to work for you. And when that sort of thinking is established,
0: again, it's unbelievable. I love the way you said that. And it's so, it's so true. And I often say this to the people that I work with, that the words, right, those words all sound in a way, right, people will be like, oh, well, that sounds so easy, right, to say those things. So it's the practice that is the hard part. It's actually putting those words into play and realizing that we do have the power to change <laughs> our life, but we have to do it. And usually we get kicked in the nuts enough that we finally say, I'm done getting kicked Oops. in the nuts, and and, and yeah. go in that space, but usually it is. It's like we have to get shaken bad enough to yeah. wake.
1: I did. I I couldn't have just you know. Anyone thinks that when I stabbed my wife one night three times because she won't let me finish my vodka, I had a problem. But no, I had to go down. We have a golden rule here, and it's called seven point three seconds, is what we we time different things with different activities. And one of those <laughs> people are oh, listen. Try this tomorrow. If you're thinking of doing something, like let's say I'm, I'm on the couch, I'm eating a big bag of chips, I'm drinking Coca-Cola, which is bad for me. I'm watching the TV and the wife goes, hey, we're going to the gym tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. Really? There's no chance of me going to the gym tomorrow unless in the first 7.3 seconds I say that, I get up, I walk to the bedroom, I stack my bag with my sneakers and I put it near the front door there's a 99% of chance of you going to do that. Action straight away. Don't let them self-sabotaging neural pathways take over the next day. They're all born with million dollar minds. Why are you hanging around 10 cent mines is my biggest saying. Because listen, baby's only born with two fears. We're all born with two fears, the fear of loud noises and <laughs> the fear of falling. Everything else is man made Everything else is passed down to us. It's- Bullshit! It's right. all careful when your dad comes. It all starts as a kid. Oh, you will
0: be careful
1: when your dad comes off. Oh, what? Yeah. In yeah, the news, if, if you want to stop ninety percent of your stress, turn the TV off. Because everybody wants us in fear. No, stop it. Fear isn't real. It's a man-made piece of crap that's put out there to control you. I signed an, I signed a lease in Dallas. Some, some or five years ago for a million dollars everyone's like are you crazy i do sleep at night and i go yeah what's the worst can happen they're going to take christmas off me (laughs) it's at the office but well i don't i don't see the problem because i have been through this i've been through this part some of you have going through that's right it's not meant to destroy you. it's not meant to ridicule you what it's meant for is an asset going forward so as you go forward, people come to you and go, hey, look at you, you like to get the business is going great. How did you do it? You go, hey, I can sit down and talk to you about it. Then we start to inspire people. Once you inspire God's kids, oh, no, I can't. I, I, I really just stuck for reals to go, I want to shake everybody. Are you crazy? It works. It's just do this shit and it works. It's like, you know, all my patience and spot scenes that I work, with, go, I can't believe it's this easy. It's like, you know,
0: you need someone to train you about it. But once you get it, it's like, Why wouldn't you? Literally, I think that because it, and again, it's easy in a like the the concepts are easy, the practice is hard. And I think sometimes humans think that oh no, it's too that won't work. You telling me I can just change the way I'm thinking and actually say this is what I want and put an inspired action and I can get it. I'm like yeah, you can fucking get it, but you got to do the work. Like you got to actually do the work and get out of the woe is me. I think. People spend this time and well, we, why is it happening for them and it's not happening for me? And it's like, well, they're fucking trying. They're, they're actually doing the, the work to make it happen. If, if you're our things, listen to this, well, the grass
1: is always green. You know why it's always greener next door? Because you're not fucking watering your grass. <laughs> Look, work on, on your grass and it'll be even better than the guy next door. But we're all looking for the next thing. No one is going to knock on the door, guys. And go, hey, I've got a million dollar job for you here. Nobody's, not, nobody's coming. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming. So, take, everybody loves leaders. Bingo the leader. All right, yeah. guys. If you don't think you're listening to this by mistake, let me tell you at the age of 61, with all years' experience, there's no such thing as that. Oh, it's a coincidence. No such thing as coincidences.
0: Everything happens for a reason. I just shared something out that the other day, and it was about we, what do you love? And explore what you love. And then do more of what you love. And somebody commented was like, oh, well, that's easy to say. What about the person that's living in the street? And I'm like, oh, I really can't speak to that, but they should do more of what they love too. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we have a saying here, we do what we love because we love what we do. My grandfather, who I've never met, he died before I was born. I always told my mom to you know, tell me to, you know, do everything you can in the world and, uh, you know, be as successful as you can. Because you have to start thinking so you train the mindset so if you have a, a 25-year-old car and you live in an apartment that's 600 dollars it's in a bad area you start acting like a million dollar mind you walk out to that car and pretend it's a ferrari you walk to the ferrari showroom and you look at those cars okay and you go to a million dollar house and you look at them houses and you walk around with your head up high and what happens with that mindset is things will start happening for you. Energy, spirit of the universe, Uncle Jimmy, whatever it is. So when the occasion comes, where you can afford that new car, the brain doesn't freak out. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. tone up blood. It'll go. Oh, I recognise this. I, I oh yeah, been here before. You see, the 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 mind sits inside the brain, guys. Don't you know? Don't think it's one entity. It's not. The mind is energy. The mind is ready to go. Once we make my mind up. To do something, I need you comes inside the brain, your pathways, different parts of the brain react to that and away you go. Once that mile is set, mm. off you go. And and just keep reminding yourself, how bad do I want this? Because if, if you're struggling to feed your kids and hey, remember I'd, you know, been all there, done all that stuff, That's you it. know, just think that you're doing this because of the children. You will be. And then and then when you get a knock back, you know, the girl that read Harry Potter got knocked back like, I don't know. Hundred times and the Beatles, and no, how bad do you want this? And get in touch with somebody who's going to mentor you through this, he's going to coach you through it, that's been there, done it, and he's successful. That's the other thing as well and success does not mean rich, mm-hmm. it means successful in life. The best part of my life is when I met my colored wife and was in a two bedroom condo. And I was working, I've come out the industry, this is only seven years ago, I've come out the industry, I was driving a, a VAT deliveries, and it was the happiest part of our, our life. but the calling to go back in was too much. Patients needed help mm. and were calling me. So money doesn't make you happy, but if I'm, if I'm going to cry, I'd rather cry in a, a brand new Mercedes and a beat up many, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's only one reason I like being wealthy, and that is to give back. I give but like crazy we are just too we're too too giving sometimes but that's what it's about I've got the money I'll pass it on to you what am I going to do with 20 million dollars I'm
0: 61 what am I going to do and and (laughs) and and I bet you you experience this happening the more you give right I'm like what am I going to do with it the more is coming back to you is oh my
1: god you said my job it's like but my uncle as well said to me, you never got brought by like, giving away. And I am like, can you insane! How can you say that?" like, it's like we, this guy comes to me, what, I don't know, 15,000, I don't like, oh my God, it's so a lot of money, we don't really know you, You, my God. So anyway, I put it on my heart to give it to him, so I drew it, I gave him cash, and he walked away, happy man. But the very next day, we got a tax rebate. We didn't even know again for like 39 grand. That's it Give me more in, I wanna give it, I'm getting more in. Getting more in. Getting more in. It's crazy.
0: It, it is this cycle. It's all energy, right? And yep. we're living in that space of scarcity. There's not enough, right? I can't do what I want because I have these kids and I got to do this and I got this job. And, and again, I come back to the same thing. Start making time to do what makes you happy, right? Or that excuse that you don't have the time. But, well, most people do same time, but they do. Right. But what we do is we go back
1: to the thing that torments us. So, there was a girl in Manchester many years ago in the 60s, 70s, got snatched off the side of the road. School girl, 16 years old, blonde hair, blue eyes. It was crazy around Manchester. Every police officer was out trying to find her. Anyway, they couldn't find her, so they had to you know, bring back the people that were working on it, tear her back, and only one person in a cold case. But a police car was following down a side road and on the, on the farm field, and, and they followed a the car at a broken indicator like signal light. So he pulled them up back in the 60s this is the 70s and you can, what they used to say back then is, you know, it's your car. Yeah, it's my car. Uh, what's in the trunk? What's in the boot? Guys, you know, there's a pair of shoes, a t-shirt. Open oh, up, pair of shoes. Yeah, it's your car. Away you go. That's the easiest way to check if it's your car. When they did it with this guy, they found a stolen a screwdriver. So they were allowed to go back to the house and search his house. He's obviously got more stuff. And sure enough, lawnmowers, drills that he'd stolen from a local hardware store. And while I'm doing this search, there was a huge box in the corner, 12 foot wide-ish by four foot wide. I can't remember the exact one. And there was a huge padlock on it. And they said, we know you have more stolen stuff in there. And he went quiet. So they smashed the lock, opened the lid, and there was the 16-year-old girl that went missing nine months ago. She was alive, battered and bruised. Get her out every day. Restaurant food, abuse her sexually put her back in the box for nine months, guys, nine months. So when they opened it, she locked up. The police woman left over. She helped her step out the box. She took a coat off of her police coat and she wrapped it around this poor sixteen-year-old girl. Guys, what's the first thing she did? She got back in the box. Because that's how our mind had been tricked. No matter how horrific it was, it became a safe place. And we find that in life. You know, you're going back to that, that gang you don't want to be with, where that job you want to be. If, if you're going, oh thank God it's Friday. Oh it's hot day, you need another job. If you're going back and oh god, that husband of mine, that wife of mine, you need another husband or wife. People are like, oh can I can't do you can do anything that you wanna do. But mm-hmm. don't get caught in that mindset of going back to the trauma time and time. Get out of the box, as my yeah. friend used to say to me. Smash the box up, and you feel that that trauma, traumatic place. You no longer have to go back to. You deserve better, definitely You're,
0: better. Yeah, that yeah. remind me of a um, there's an old um, Bob Newhart uh, episode, and he's a therapist, and someone comes in to tell him, you know, what's going on, and yeah. he's like, okay, stop yeah. it. And the woman said something else. He said, Stop it. And she was like, Well what am I supposed to do? He said, Stop it. She was like, You're supposed to be helping me. He was like, I am. Stop it. Stop what you're doing. Stop it. And it's it's silly, but it it's like it's like that's it. Stop it. Stop the bullshit that you don't want. If you're in an uncomfortable marriage, would you rather be uncomfortable your whole life or be uncomfortable for a couple months when you get the fuck out of it? Perspective as well. You know? Oh, Doctor might have had a really
1: bad day today. Was it really a bad day? It was like five minutes. You stretched out all day. Yeah. But that's the human mind. Everybody wants to moan. Everybody wants to gripe about where they are or what they do and what a bad life. That's your choice. I was born into poverty. That was your choice. All 8,000 paces I've worked with have come out of that mindset and now some of the best actors, footballers, road sweepers, shops, clerks in the world. Because <laughs> if you're not changing the world, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because you staying in that mind, going back to the house, going back to that one bedroom apartment, going back, all that crap mindset get back in the box is not helping your fellow human being. Stop being selfish. Do something, load somebody. Oh, I can't be a leader. Bullshit, you can't be a leader. Everybody's born to be a leader. We're born with two zones, only, like I said, and a million dollar mindset. What more <laughs> Don't you want to drag you to a leadership position. You could go, of course you can.
0: Yes, yes we can. Ah. Uh-huh. I, I love saying, just get out of your own way. Get out of your own way and stop with the excuses. And again, that's another one, because I said that the other day, and people were like, they're not excuses, it's real life. I'm like, okay, yeah, but you're using your real life as an excuse to stop living.
1: Yeah, tell me one reason why you can't do it. Oh, it's to, oh that's an excuse. Give me one reason. Yeah, that's an excuse. Give me fucking reason why you can't set your goals and achieve them. There's not one, you can't give me a reason, because there isn't one. Uh-huh. you know so what trauma is dragging back to that horrible place you go every single time every time something happens because what you'll do is you live your life measurable and you live your life on 25% of your capacity and capability no I, not not on my watch that's not, that's not going to happen you know it's just not going to happen and if you continue to do the right thing continue to help people continue to get back continue to you know, mentor people and then crazy things happen. So they took my daughters off me the ages of one and three. The police, the authorities, my ex-wife, mother-in-law, they were all there because I'd left in two days, almost three without feeding or changing diapers so they almost died. Uh, they, they, they took them off I me. And the last thing my daughter said to me at three as she walks down the road holding mommy's hands is, daddy, daddy, please don't go daddy daddy please get better and when she got to the gate she opened it and said daddy daddy please stop drinking that was 30 years ago that I can't remember how long I don't I don't count the days I make the days count but that girl was of two years ago three years ago she got in contact with me after all those years on Facebook messenger we flew over there I I hugged her for the first time in all them years she she handed me my three-month-old granddaughter and as of about two years ago, she's my lead therapist in my Manchester office in the UK. Don't tell me you can't do this.
0: I just got some fucking chills. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so beautiful. And again, it's like we we have our own experience. And through our experience, we are probably going to experience trauma and shit. And it's how are we going to come out of the other end? Are we going to use it right to allow us to, to grow and bloom right and lead? or allow us to, to crumble and, and fall. And we ultimately have the choice. And that's what, you know, everybody that is listening, like it or not, every action that we're taking is a choice that we're making. Even if, well, no, my boss told me to do it. You made the choice to listen to your boss, right? My mom, okay, you still made the choice to do it. And I think when we can grasp that, that ultimately self-responsibility and accountability is the key. And actually saying, this is what I want. Have respect for yourself. You know,
1: if you're in a job where the boss is, oh, we'll get another job. Well, it really, I just, if I can't get another job, don't stand for that shit. I won't even be in a room. Everyone's crazy in here. Yeah. I was once crazy and I hurt people and I almost killed people. So please don't tell that to me because the people I surround myself with is the people I become. So if, 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 if you're telling me that I'm all crazy and, and, and I'm not worth anything, I can't do stuff, I'm not going to do it. So I surround myself with the people I can. I work for the people who respect me in the early days. You know, I was in Dallas where I used to live for 12 years. And uh, I said to one of my friends one day, I said, hey, do you know something? I'm thinking of writing a book. Well, one of them laughed. The other one said, don't be so stupid. He he used the word stupid. You're not an author. And the other one said, I think you're wasting your time, Rob. Have a guess what? I never wrote a book. I came to San Antonio two or three years ago. I got a new set of friends, all powerful, you know, normal guys, road sweepers. I said, hey, listen, I'm thinking of writing a book. One said, oh, my God, I thought you would already wrote a book. What are you doing? And it was, i oh, will definitely read that. Oh, my God, what great. So I wrote a book. It's the same thing with, with normal life. I'm thinking to get another job. Talk to the people that work at the place you want to have a job at. Hang around with, with people that respect you and lift you up. So many people don't lift other people up to him. Man. That we did really don't. I, I was in the office in Dallas and this guy coming suicidal the first time, went out skipping and really smiley. And one the youngest nurse who was just starting with it said, Oh my god, have you seen what Dr. Kelly just did with that guy? He's he's an absolute miracle worker. He's a genius. And the older nurse said, Yeah. Have you told me that? Oh no, no, I mean I mean he knows, but uh, nobody knows <laughs> all right nobody knows. start complimenting people because when I compliment somebody don't released into my brain that's one of the four chemicals that I need move around for 20 minutes you know get all these chemicals that you need every day and tell people compliment three people every day because that's what I do and, and if it. you don't think it works the next time you're in a built-up public area with people and shoes are always good pick somebody with nice shoes or sneakers and as you're walking past this straight, you go, Hey God, I love those shoes. Oh, thank you, man. Then watching or her walk away, they'll look down at the shoes two or three times as they're walking away from you. It does matter, we say.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. And I I, I want to add on that, right? The 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 people that we're spending our time with. And also the 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 content that we're allowing into our life, right? With all of the social media, television, news, right? Pay attention to what you're putting in. Like you said earlier right turn your fucking television off it's just feeding you fear yeah. and if we're mindful of that we yeah. are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with but it's the same we're the sum of the five people we watch on Instagram and TikTok yeah. and YouTube so it's like if, if you're watching the shit you're probably going to feel shitty as well like it, say it's, it's,
1: it's a neuroscience uh, real life happening in the brain what we see is how we feel what we hear is what we do you have to remember that. That if you see violence, you become accustomed to it. If you're hearing bad news all the time, the world's going to hit, you become accustomed to that and you adapt and believe that's happening. Listen, probably 90% of news that you read is false to some order. I'm, I'm working with these guys that are billionaires with the top rap artists, music, rock artists, footballers, movie stars, and I've seen some shit written about those. That was... You could get farther from the truth if you tried, but people are feeding it, listening to it, watching it, reading it, and all of a sudden they hate this guy, they just hate him. It's like, no, you don't hate. Really. You hate the picture that a stranger you don't even know or they don't even know has wrote something about and You believe it. Stop that. Like you said, Joe. Be careful, what you take in. Like a computer. Good shit in, good shit out. Bad shit in, bad shit out.
0: I I love it that you said that you used the reference of the computer because I truly I, I say it a lot. We've got a supercomputer in our up up here in our head, and it all comes down to how are we gonna train it, right? What program are we putting in and and going to then let out into the world? And we can do it, but it does. It comes down to that that space of I wanna do this. And the friends are like, You can't do that. I wanna do this, you can't do that. But if we have the people around us that are lifting us up. We can do it because we start to believe in ourselves. I don't know about you,
1: but back in England, we used to kick a football around. And, going, you know, kicking this ball. Hey, Jimmy, what do you want to be in your Oh, I want to be a rocket scientist. What about you? I want to be a policeman. What about you, Jimmy? I want to be a famous movie star. What happened to them dreams? I'll tell you. Our family and friends kicked it out of us. That's what happened. And all of a sudden, we get fair talk to us, we get, you know, good enough, never be tall enough, thin enough, rich enough, or blond enough. End of story. It's false. Because they have gone from learning behavior from their ancestors and so on. You know, I was supposed to grow up, get a job at a gas company like my dad, digging roads for a living on minimal wage, go to the pub every Friday night, get drunk, have two kids, and marry with a small hands. That was how I was supposed to live my life. And I said, fuck it. You know, my alcoholism helped because it helped me get out of that system. So when I look back again, was my alcoholism horrendous? No. It was a gift. It was a, people think we have an affliction. We have a superpower. Let me tell you, depressed people, bipolar, addicts, trauma victims, you have been chosen to go through what you're going through so you can help other people and pass it on. You have to realize this. Oh, it's easy for you to say, stop saying that. Can I piss in more when I'm on the street begging for one or two cents? When I'm hurting people when I when no when I was abandoned on the streets, by the way, because not one of my family, parents or friends would pick that phone and when they call me, hello, it's me. Phone so went down straight away. I was abandoned. Stop saying it's easy for you. It fucking wasn't easy for me. It wasn't easy. But it wasn't about me. It's about the Millions of people with a ritual effect. I have affected by going, Oh my God, are you seeing what that guy did? Oh my god. That's what it's about, so stop saying it's easy for you. It's never fucking easy for me. I was born into poverty. I was born to, to go back in that box every single day. And to be lucky, I had a box that is not
0: the way to live. It's not the way to live, guys, and you can change it. You can change it, I'm telling you. And it gets so magical when we actually start taking control. And right. changing it like I I still to this day, I look I look at my life like this week has been great from people I'm interviewing you know, to this. and I'm like, I can't believe this is my fucking life. Yeah. And before I, I worked in information technology and I made good money and I couldn't take it. And I quit out of the blue without a plan. And my friends were like, you're nuts. I'm like, no, I'm not nuts. I'm not nuts. But I, I would rather not know what I'm doing than go into that hell every day. And, you know, thank God it was so bad that it pushed me to say, I can't fucking do this anymore.
1: That was a no. That was because what you do today saves lives. What you do today, what you do as a person is phenomenal. I never researched anything. I do thousands and thousands of this. I do TV. I do, I do all that stuff. So a podcast in low. It's not form, but kind of until I'm on uh, Rogan. and I think it's March. But um, I studied you because... What you do, it matters. What you do, and we know we have our down times. What we do can be the loneliest thing in the world sometimes for us. But let me tell you categorically, this is really important Joe, for you to listen to, is I admire you, I look up to you, and what you do is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And we're going to get blessed ten, tenfold for that. It's just the way it happens because, you know, I could be in any podcast I want to be on. Courtney cool, goes out, gets the podcast. I go, no, 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 no. Very frustrated with me and I saw your podcast and I look at it and I thought oh god this guy's this guy's helping this guy's doing the real deal he's saving minds he's making a difference to the world and that is why me and you are going to become friends for life my good man yeah.
0: Oh, rob that's going awesome uh, thank, you. thank you so much and i i and for everybody listening like again i look at it i went to school my teachers told me i was dumb i wasn't smart enough i couldn't do this right i and here I am. I don't know how the fuck I got here from all of my failures. All of my mistakes literally got me into this place to say I've got something to say. I have something to share and I want everybody to shine, right? Like we're here to kick ass.
1: Yeah, but we want this for people. We're not like, look at us, look at us. You know, I've got this podcast. Got We've got you just, so, so what I'm going to say, guys, is, is this. That if you're sat at home and you're in that situation, drugs, alcohol, depression, whatever it is, and you'll think you are stuck... 214 600 is my personal cell phone number, not the front desk, not the reception, not the personal assistant. It's my personal phone number. Here's what I want you to do. If you're in this place, don't just call and go, hey, I'm <clears throat> too busy, really. My, my other guys will take care of you. But text me, okay? And what this will sort do of to happen, uh, I'm very busy, obviously, but I'm going to text you back straight away and then I'm going to arrange to call you. I'm going to give you a 10-minute pep talk that will change your life. And do you know what it doesn't? I'm going to send you $100 for your time. So it's a win-win situation. You see, my feet will always be in the trenches. My heart doesn't go out to the superstars. That they, they hate it when they come see me because I don't fucking mess around. You think you're like, go and fuck yourself. You come in. There's plays. This is how we're going to do this stuff. My, my feet are always with the guys that are struggling because... You know, and um, when, uh, when my daughter came back into my life, man, it's gone. I asked Jamie or anybody going, you know what, man, you're doing a great job. And when, when she handed me actually, my daughter, my granddaughters, I mean, some, some lady will get this. I, I, I If God would have killed me right then and then, I would have died a happy man, you know. So, again, it, it it's my feet are always there. My, my guys are the guys that are struggling. The guys that are not struggling, don't mean me. Done the job, get out. Don't want to speak to you. Nobody calls me. So I said, don't call me. Don't text me unless you fall off. Unless you do something crazy because I'm too busy working down there with these guys. And that's what life's all about. So, text me. I'll call you back. We'll have a chat. And uh, I'll turn your life around. I can rewire your brain in little uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Uh
0: Everybody take Rob up on this offer. Seriously. Seriously. Rob, this has been an amazing time. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your knowledge. Thank you for being in the trenches. And most importantly, for being real. For being real in a world where we need more people to be real and honest. And honest in a loving way. Yeah, it might be harsh and hard, but we that's what we need to make the fucking change that we need to, to change. So thank you for being you and for being authentic and real. Thank you, Joe. Absolute pleasure. Take care, guys,
1: and uh, we'll see you soon.
0: Thank you so much. Check out all of Rob's links in the show notes. Have a beautiful day, everybody. I'll see you soon.